All right, it is May 17th. Time for another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. And want to open up today by uh, just saying a little something about Walt Harris's performance uh, on Saturday at the UFC on ESPN 8 card. Um, just making it to the uh, event um, after what he and his family went through uh, was a win for Harris. Um, he performed admirably. Um, he had Overeem hurt early in the first round, and um, I, I got to say uh, there's uh, more than a handful of refs that would have stopped that fight in the first round when when Harris was teeing off on, on Overeem. That didn't happen, um, and then he slipped up and ended up getting finished in the second round, but Walt Harris can hold his head high. Um, he went through probably the, the most horrible thing a person can go through, and uh, he came out the other side and... He, just a very admirable job. He's got nothing to be ashamed of. He should be very proud of, of what he accomplished. Um, win or lose, didn't really matter. Um, he went out there and 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 did did the job, did the job well, and just nothing but admiration for that for that man right now. Um, so I just wanted to start off with that and. And I, I don't, I don't think enough can be said about Walt Harris. So, excellent job. Um, the same cannot be said about UFC President Dana White. Obviously, the UFC failed in a big way in following through on a, a lot of what it wrote down in its health and safety plan that it presented to. Um, the Florida State Athletic Commission, and I know other athletic commissions have seen it, and were given this this report as to how the UFC was going to get back uh, in business and what they were going to do to um, deal with health and safety uh, in the during the pandemic, and they just dropped the ball. Um, it's hard to imagine how you can write something and then literally you write it and then you just don't follow it. I hope um, other commissions watch these events with an eye towards health and safety and that they will address the shortfalls and the shortcomings and what the UFC ignored uh, from its document and they will push the UFC on those issues. Um, Like I said, uh, the... The document is written well, and it's if the UFC had followed it, I think it would have been a great, a great thing. It would have the UFC would have looked good, but instead that they they look foolish. They if you write a document and you can't follow it even once, and when the head of your organization, the face of your organization, is out there ignoring it, ignoring that document from the get-go, how can you say that your your health and safety is your number one priority 
when you ignore your own health and safety protocol. It's just mind-boggling. Um, so hopefully the the other uh, athletic commissions that are going to work with the UFC um, in the coming months, whether that be just Nevada or Nevada and Arizona or Nevada and Arizona and Florida, whoever it is, um, they really need to push the UFC on this. Don't just look at the money the UFC is going to bring um, into the athletic commission's coffers. Look at what the UFC did and didn't do in its plan and, and demand answers. And if they ignore those, what they wrote for a good reason, if they can justify those reasons, that's fine. But I asked the UFC if they were going to change anything in the document or if they had changed anything in the document, and I did not hear back. So I, I didn't expect to hear back, but I asked. Um, so hopefully the athletic commissions will demand those answers and they'll get them. Um, so I want to address some things that White said during the post-fight press conference and on, on Saturday. So here we go. I know you're not necessarily a sentimental kind of guy sometimes, <laughs> but hey, man, the, the, the week is in the books. Three shows are done. Uh, you, you got it done. I mean, this is history, right? I mean, this is the first sporting organization back. To, what's what's the feeling for you right now? Feels good. I'm, I'm happy to have it behind me. I wanted this week to be over. Um, and uh, was successful in every way it could be successful. I feel great about it. Um, you know, more importantly, you know, nobody's sick. Nobody's sick. Nobody's gotten sick. Um, and hopefully that's the case. You know, there's no guarantees in life, but hopefully that's the case when we all go home. It was a great event. It was a great week. So, I don't know. Um... The nobody's sick thing is kind of mind-boggling since uh, Jacare Souza tested positive for COVID-19 and so did two of his coaches. So obviously that's not true. So it's a lie that people are not sick. Two, three, at least three people are sick. So I don't know what 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 White is trying to pull there if he forgot or if he's just trying to ignore that three people tested positive. Now, I understand that those folks probably had COVID-19 before they arrived at the event because Souza said he had been in contact with uh, some somebody in his family that had tested positive, so he probably he probably had it and then the fight the coaches could have gotten it at the um, from Souza. So, uh, that if he's saying, if White's saying no one got sick at the event, maybe, maybe that's true. Um, but we know that at least three people tested positive. Uh, my bigger issue with this is to to say that this, the event was a success in, in relation to health and safety is not true. And it won't be, and it can't be confirmed to be true until probably the end of May, the first couple of days of June. Um, the incubation period of COVID-19, and this is from the CDC, is up to 14 days. And I think it said the average was uh, 11 days. So we won't know uh, until the end of this month, the beginning of June, exactly what's going on. If anyone um, develops COVID-19 when they get home, 
I couldn't find anything that was uh, forcing fighters to, and not not just fighters, but anyone that was at the event, uh, forcing them to self-quarantine for two weeks when they get home. I couldn't find anything in that document that said that a follow-up test would be done um, two weeks uh, after the events are over to check if anyone develops COVID-19. I also couldn't find anything that said that the, that anyone at the event had to wear PPE on their flight home. It did specify that traveling to the event, PPE was required. It did not specify going home from the event if PPE was required. So all those things are a big concern, but the biggest concern is that we find out uh, in two weeks' time if anyone does test positive for COVID-19. Um, the waiver that everyone at the event signed worries me. Um, I think there's just enough language in there that can prevent people from um, coming forward if they do test positive. And this is anyone, not just the fighters. So I think it's, it's alarming the way that waiver was written. Um, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that if anyone does test positive, the media and the fans do find out because transparency um, now is much more important than, than, you know, if we find out later, it looks much, much worse. It looks like the UFC has something to hide. So the transparency of this is important. Um, but when it comes to the UFC, I don't... I don't think that anyone can say that they're the most transparent organization. So we'll see how this plays out as far as um, COVID-19 testing and if there are any positive tests, if we find out. Another thing White discussed at the post-fight press conference was the potential fight between John Jones and Francis Ngannou. Um, the two have been going back and forth a little bit on Twitter. It seemed like they both want the fight. White kind of threw some cold water on at the press conference on Saturday, saying he's, you know, got to see if they both really do want the fight. I think that was just a um, um, a power move on White's part to put a little bit more control in the bargaining side of things back in the UFC's side. Uh, I think Ngannou will be easier to appease monetarily than Jones. Because uh, Ngannou's kind of stuck. He's just so big. He, he has no choice but to stay at heavyweight. Jones has options. He can go to heavyweight for a, a big money fight. Or he could stay at light heavyweight. Um, and just crank out some wins. Uh, for the foreseeable future. I, I think that that is how things will play out for him. As far as the competition goes at the 205 pound weight division. So... The only, the only reason I see Jones moving up is for money. Um, I mean, money and a challenge, but the money is going to be the more important thing because he has options. So if the UFC wants Jones and Gano to happen, they're going to have to pay Jones. And I hope that Jones, you know, if the, the number he has in his head is not reached, then he just goes back to light heavyweight and, you know, revisits this in the future and just keeps trying to uh, put himself in a position to get a giant check at some point. Um, so I hope that Jones does that. I hope that he doesn't just accept this 
uh, a lowball offer from the UFC just to move up. Um, and I hope that if things do begin to be bargained in that on that side of, and for a heavyweight fight for Jones, that if things don't work out, the UFC won't paint Jones in a um, in a less than stellar light. But I don't think that that would happen because the UFC has a tendency to do that when someone tries to play hardball with them. So if, uh, but then again, I don't think that Jones will stay quiet either if that's the case. So this is going to be interesting to watch. Um, I would like to see the fight, but more than that, I would like to see both men get what they deserve for a fight of that magnitude. Um, I don't think that's likely. So we, we shall see on this one. Uh, something yep. to Dana, this week on Fox, uh, they've been promoting the NASCAR as being the first big live sporting event. Have they really? What is Eric Shanks, you dirty bastard. And not mentioning the UFC already having three shows before then. Well, um... Shanks, uh, you know, the president of Fox called me, said congratulations, and somebody had to. So, you know, um, it's it, 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 I, I would call it more of an ESPN versus Fox thing than a than a UFC slap in the face. I have an incredible relationship with Fox, and you know, you never have and you never will hear me say a bad word about Fox. Uh, without Fox, there is no ESPN, and uh, those guys were very, very good to us for the entire relationship. And and, and I loved the time that I spent at Fox, and uh, you know, yeah, it's all good. If the UFC has just been so focused on these Jacksonville events and hasn't booked anything for those two fights because of fight cards because of that, that's alarming because it it doesn't give fighters a good chance to train and prepare and to cut weight. Many of these fighters might be in a situation where they still can't train properly. I know some states are opening up slowly, but if their gyms can't open, they're still in this tough spot. And now they have to prepare for a fight in uh, two to three weeks. And you take another, you take a week off both those because they travel to wherever these events are going to be held, which we don't know where that's going to be either. Um, so I don't know if White is having could have an easy time booking these two events um, because don't forget the May thirtieth one was still scheduled was scheduled for the twenty third and had to be moved back. Uh, maybe that perhaps because they didn't have a full card built out, but they still don't have a full card built out for either of these events. My suspicion is that it's because fighters might be a little reluctant because of the training and the weight cutting. Um, I think the nervousness about health and safety might play a part, but I think the big part for these fight two fight cards that are coming up the next two is the fact that the training is not just, it's just not going to be there and it's not going to be up to snuff for, for many of these fighters. Um, they probably got as many as folks as they could to fight on these three cards that they just did in Jacksonville. And now I think it's going to get a little more difficult as we move forward here, um, at least until people feel safe, secure, they know where they're going to be fighting, they know they have the time to train for these fights. I think once that switch is flipped, we'll see fights become much easier to make. But until then, I, I think the UFC is going to be in a tough spot filling out cards. 
but I could be wrong, but that's that's what I think. I think it's going to be rough for uh, the next few fight cards to fill them up and put on cards that are um, quote-unquote UFC level. Yep. Dana, this week on Fox, uh, they've been promoting the NASCAR as being the first big live sporting event. <laughs> Have they really? Uh, what are Eric you Shanks, about? you dirty bastard. And not mentioning the UFC already having three shows before yeah. then. Well, um, Shanks, uh, you know, the president of Fox called me, said congratulations, and somebody had to. So, you know, um, it's it, 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 I, I would call it more of an ESPN versus Fox thing than a than a UFC slap in the face. I have an incredible relationship with Fox, and you know you never have and you never will hear me say a bad word about Fox. Uh, without Fox, there is no ESPN, and uh, those guys were very very good to us for the entire relationship, and and, and I loved the time that I spent at Fox, and uh, you know yeah. I know um, people like to give me grief about, you know, just being negative about everything. And I don't think that's true. I think it's a critical eye. But um, I want to point out here that it was good to hear White say everything he said here about Fox and that how um, anything that comes up, um, you know, it kind of, he can't give the impression that anything comes up that's UFC, ESPN, and Fox related is mostly a battle between Fox and ESPN and not Fox and the UFC. Um, so, uh, White seems aware of, uh, you know, that it was Fox that helped the UFC get the ESPN deal. Um, it also doesn't hurt to keep uh, options open um, and not burn bridges for the next time the UFC deal becomes available and I know that's not going to be for a while but you never want to burn bridges um, just in case Fox comes back and has money to burn um, and throw your way so it was good to hear White um, say something positive about Fox here and and you know be aware of uh, of all the help the Fox, the Fox deal gave the UFC and allowed them to grow and allowed them to um, established themselves enough that ESPN would come in with a bigger deal to sign the UFC. So, again, I'm not just this terrible, you know, troll kind of guy that is just going to shit on the UFC just to shit on the UFC. Um, I'll give credit, and I'll give credit here. Um, it was good to hear Dana White, you know, say this. During the fights on Saturday, um, Best Lovejoy, who is a a writer I follow on Twitter um, tweeted out that I'm too jaded to hope for much but it would certainly be a silver lining if this pandemic prompted more serious research into ways viruses can wreak long-term havoc on the immune system I cringe thinking about the chronic fallout we're going to see from this and, and that really got me thinking um, we don't know what's going to happen with this um, we don't know how this is going to affect high-level athletes. We don't know what kind of damage this does to the lungs long-term and if the cardiovascular system is going to be affected. 
um, from high for high level athletes that have have had COVID nineteen. Um, I'm sure this is something that's going to be studied, but I think that 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 thing that this point's being missed by a lot of people um, that this might have long term terrible long term effects on the health of people, and that's something we should be aware of. Um, going into these fights and that should also be something in the health and safety plan um, that if someone um, under the UFC banner does fall ill that they are you know not only given great medical care but that they're kind of studied as they recover and to see what um what's going to happen here as an end result and and i hope that is happening with with Sousa. and if it's not it really should be um because it's important to know these things in case we have to you know the medical community can get a little ahead of it and maybe find ways to help these folks out uh, but definitely something that's going to have to be studied and i hope the ufc is um looking into these things All right, I'm going to finish up with one of my favorite subjects, and that is Ali Abdelaziz. And let me pull the story up here. But it seems that Abdelaziz has uh, made some comments about his client, Henry Cejudo, that really don't seem to be in his client's best interest. So if you don't recall, Cejudo retired from the sport after his win over Dominic Cruz. Um, at the time, many there was people who said that they thought that this was just a, uh, a way for Cejudo to get a better deal from the UFC. I don't know if that's true or not, but if it was, um, Abdelaziz just shot that, that down um, with, with these comments he made to TMZ. And the TMZ video is not very good. Uh, audio quality wise so I'm just gonna read his quotes which is first of all people understand my relationship with Dana White and the UFC I don't uh, talk about money publicly I think Dana's right I think Henry's been talking about retirement do I think Henry's gonna retire absolutely not I don't think Henry's gonna retire um, so first of all we 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 do know Abdelaziz's relationship with Dana White and the UFC, and for me, that relationship's a little too cozy. Um, I just get the feeling that Abdelaziz is not looking out for the best interest of all his fighters. I, I think his interest is getting as many fights booked as he can for his fighters, and I don't think the financial part really comes into play unless it's someone with a super big name, um, like a Habib, like a Gaethje. Like those kind of uh, fighters, maybe a Cejudo, but by these comments, probably not a Cejudo. Um, so I, I don't think he has always has the best interest of his clients in mind. I think, like I said, his, his interests are helping the UFC get fights on the schedule, and um, and that doesn't really help his fighters. Uh, he should be more worried about upping his fighters' pay than a volume approach. Look at it from his point of view. A volume approach might be 
in his best interest, the more fights he can book um, without rocking the boat, the more revenue he can make for himself because he takes a cut of every fight that gets booked for one of his fighters. So I don't, I don't like the way Abdelaziz does business, and it puzzles me why he has such a, a big uh, roster of fighters. Maybe it's because they can count on him to get fights, and and that's more important to them, getting fights and then getting more more money for those fights for fewer fights. I don't know. Um, I just don't like it, um, and I especially don't like this. If Cejudo wanted to use his bargaining power to get a better deal, Abdelaziz just flushed it. Um, you know, if the retirement was or wasn't true. You make the UFC think you're retired, and you make them come to you if they want you, and give you the money that you are close to the money that you want. I don't see that happening here now. I just think that the UFC now knows, oh, his managers told us he doesn't think he's going to retire. That means we can wait for him to come to us, and then the UFC's in a position of power. And they were put in that position of power by the man who is supposed to represent Henry Cejudo. Just dumbfounding, just puzzling and dumbfounding. I don't understand for the life of me what is going on there and how he can keep these fighters and and just build up a massive clientele. It's I wish it could be explained to me rationally, but it, it I don't think that I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I think that's all I have for now for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow, and until then, stay safe. 